Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. did I do to get here? Somehow I made the wrong turn. Now I'm lost and burned. In my mess I fell deep. Cause my flesh was weak. But now I hear your voice. And I'm making the choice. I'm turning away from the things that I do that I know are pleasing in your sight. I'm turning away. I'm turning away from the path to burn and shame All the things that had me bound I'm turning away Turning away When temptation tries to lure me off my course I will choose you I'll choose you Cause I've been there
but by reason of him who have subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the abduction to which the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. Oh, that's good. For what a man seeth, why doeth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. That's an awesome scripture. Romans 8, 18-25. That's a real special scripture. It's a real special scripture, and I'm going to tell you why. That holds great emphasis and understanding to who we are, the sons of God. And it also holds a revelation about the earth. Um, when you understand that scripture, there's a lot of things that jump out to you first. One of them it says this, um, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which should be revealed in us. That means that we're comparing apples to oranges. It, it, it's, what we go through in this present time is not even under consideration for what's going to happen in us. Not only now, not only now with our mindset and being renewed and free from the bondage, um, because in the scripture it says uh, bondage of corruption unto the glorious liberty of the children of God. Liberty is freedom. Liberty is freedom. So, so what's going to be revealed in us is something that can't even be imagined. Oh, this is getting good. I'm getting excited already. Let me let me do this uh, the best way I know how. It says, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, what a lot of people believe that is, is that when we get this revelation about the kingdom of God and God, all of a sudden, then uh, everything else will be free. They got a little bit of truth to it, but it's not the whole truth. It's not It's not the truth because the scripture continuing going forward says that even the expectation of the creature that waits, you got to remember, there are some things that's bound up because of us. Nobody probably ever saw this, but there are some things that, that's held in captivity because of sin, because of what we did. Not only was we, see, Jesus set us free, right, from the sin of bondage and death, which means that, we, we, we won't die spiritually. Naturally, you're going to die. Naturally, you're going to die. You can get sick and all that kind of thing, so it doesn't really, uh, um, it doesn't really reveal to you anything except just the nature of sin that, that you're in right now. It says, for the creature 
was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who subjected the same in hope. Talking about the, the world, talking about the 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 the, the, the earth. It's talking about that. Because of the vanity, see, it, it's in there. Because of the vanity that man wanted more power, their power was stripped away from them in the garden and given to Satan. Actually, it was given to Lucifer, and Lucifer's name changed to Satan because Lucifer was, was one of the angels. So, we, that, But that's a different study. Okay, but it says, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious freedom of the children of God. I just replaced liberty with freedom real quick. The, the glorious freedom, when we're free from our mortal bodies. You remember how the scriptures talk about how we'll be free from our mortal bodies and, and things like that? That's what it's talking about. That glorious freedom is going to also set the earth free. Now watch this. Watch this. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. And, and unto Adam he said, <coughs> excuse me, because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Thou shalt return to the dust, for out of it was you taken, for thus thou art, and thus you shall return. You're going to die. You're going to turn back to the same dirt that I pulled you from. But did you see in the scripture where it says, that cursed is the ground for your sake. So the ground was cursed because of sin. Now we look at all the things that happened on the earth, and we got a tendency to blame God for it. Why God? Why 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 all this stuff, the hurricanes, and why all the earthquakes? That ain't God's doing. You got to remember, we came from a place that was perfect. We came from a place that was described as all the waters were feeding into it. You're talking about the Garden of Eden. You're talking about the presence of God. You're talking about something perfect. That's why they can't find the, 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 the Garden of Eden, because it's not a place, it's a presence. But you got to remember, that scripture, and I'm talking about Romans chapter 8, 18 to 25, when it's correctly understood in proper light of what Jesus taught and demonstrated can reveal a great deal about your and my impending freedom and our walk in the spirit. See, we walk now in the spirit, not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. But see, through vanity, our vanity, that means that everything else fails when we fail. Because creation was cursed with the fallen man. Can you imagine... I remember somebody asked me one time, they asked me, they said, um, what do you think uh, it would take for um, this, this earth or the world to, to, uh, um, to, to be in right standing again? 
and everybody was sitting there trying to figure out these things. Oh, the president got to do this, and I said no. It's a little more simple, but a little more detailed than that. What it was is man need to get in place. Because man is out of order, the woman is out of order. Because the woman is out of order, the children is out of order. And so on 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 and so on. But because man is not in proper standing and understanding with God, everything is in chaos. Even to the presidency. Because if you are self-serving, that means that you're not walking in, in the spirit, that means you're only trying to fulfill your agenda and you fall into that corrupt teaching, uh, um, that blasphemous teaching that teaches people that, that when you're right, you get everything. See, this hope is revealed in us when Christ returns and completes our restoration process along with the restoration of creation. See, there's a freedom about our walk. The Bible tells us about this freedom. It says that we're free from the bondage of sin and death. But let me ask you, has anybody ever really tried it? Has anybody ever really tried to live sin-free? Has anybody ever tried to not lie, not steal, not do those things? That I'm not talking about what other people think that you're doing is sin. I'm talking about genuinely what sin is, according to the Bible. Because we have redefined sin to mean something that I don't like that you're doing must be sin, and that's not the truth. So we need to understand a lot when it comes to our walk and our restoration. All the while, we walk as living spirits on the earth, not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. We possess a great power, but with great power comes great responsibility. Great power comes great responsibility. Now, we have to look at exactly what we were uh, uh, um, manifested to do. You got to understand us a whole lot when it comes to uh, 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 responsibility of authority. See, because we have dominion, that means we were given uh, um, a, a mandate to subdue the earth. Genesis 1, 28, and God blessed them, and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish, and of the sea, and over the birds, and the heavens, over every living thing that moves on the earth. You have dominion. He gave it to us. But guess what happened when Adam gave his dominion to Satan? So passed the other dominion. See, man wasn't man was in authority, but all authority is of God. I started looking at Romans chapter one and five a little bit differently too, and I'm gonna keep going with that. I'm gonna keep reading it, but um, Romans chapter uh, one uh, um, thirteen, Romans thirteen one through five. Says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except God, and those that exist has been instituted by God. Therefore, whosoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. I'm going to stop right there, because I don't think 
and I'm going to study this. I'm going to, I don't think this scripture is talking about the establishment of government that we put down. I don't think this is talking about the Constitution and all the things that the forefathers put in place. I think this scripture is talking about God. Let me tell you why. Let every person be subject to governing authorities. It's talking about Christ. It's talking about God, and this is my opinion, until I study this out. <clears throat> and it says, here, here's where you emphasize it. It says, and those that have existed, that exist, have been instituted by God. Do you really believe that this scripture is talking about Hitler, Trump, Pence, Clinton? It's not. It can't. It's not. Let me tell you why. It says, therefore, who resists the authorities resist what God has appointed. God has appointed Christ. And it says it's going to incur judgment. See, this scripture right here was, was used in slavery times to make people governing over people. Didn't the Bible tell us that it, it, it shall, the, 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 the Gentiles exercise authority over each other, but it will shall not be so with you? Doesn't it say that? So if it shall not be so with you, and you shall not exercise authority over other people, then this is not talking about people over people. Oh, this is getting good. See, see, see it says, for rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Why would you have no fear of the ones who's in authority? See, it's talking about rulers serve themselves. Rulers serve themselves. So if rulers serve themselves, and it says, um, then do what is good, and you will receive this approval, for he is God's servant for your good, it cannot be talking about somebody evil. This is good. This is good stuff. I'm telling you. Let's keep going with that scripture. And it says, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. Do you really think this is talking about a natural leader? No. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but to also for the sake of conscience. This is Roman talking about submitting to authority. This is not talking about Caesar and all these other people. Because guess what? Caesar, nah, I ain't going to get into it. I ain't going to get into it. But you see what I'm talking about? See, we, we take the scriptures and we use it to fit something naturally that we desire. See, that's why it's, it's, it's pertinent that you understand about this process because you are a manifestation of the sons of God. See, we this power that we possess has a great responsibility with it. Do you think that God would, would, would okay, here we go. I'll do it this way. Psalms chapter uh, uh, 8 and 6. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands, and you have put all things under his feet. See, humanity was to subdue the earth. Mankind was set up 
as the ruler of this world. Mankind. Ruler does not mean like what we think ruler is. Because ruler, with that accountability and responsibility, becomes a duty. That means you don't mistreat it. That means you bring it unto cultivation. You make it fruitful. This is good stuff. Didn't we just read it says be, be fruitful and multiply? So what you're doing with the creation that God gave it, you're making it fruitful. When you prune a tree back, it grows a little bit better, doesn't it? You get more uh, fruit off the vine. When you take the dead leaves off the flowers, you're not killing the flower, you're cultivating it. When you make the soil nice, when you feed the animals, it, I, ain't, I can't get into feeding the animals because that didn't happen until and animals became afraid of us was when God had to give meat to us. After knowing all that, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that another time. But you have to look at the words to do doesn't imply mistreatment, unjust authority. Subdue means to bring under cultivation. You're supposed to be a steward over what God has given you. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean you need more, does it? It just means you have to steward what you have. When God gave humanity dominion over the animals, it was in order to care for, to tend for, to, to, to bring it to the fullest potential. To the fullest potential. That's what that meant. But exercising it incorrectly promotes man's will, not God's will. See, there's a difference between genuine spiritual authority, which refers to the right to use God's power, which comes with responsibility, not rights. And I'm talking about the right. I got the right to do this. Okay. I'm talking about the responsibility, the right of responsibility. An authority to desire more power and more authority than what was appointed to you by God. Doesn't that sound like what Satan did? Satan had a job. He didn't like his job. Because God had made man in his image. So no wonder Satan hates you and keep putting these images and everything in your mind and your thoughts to do wrong, because that's his job. The Bible says Satan's job is to deceive, is to manipulate, so you can't see who you really are. I like the scripture, Genesis 2 and 25, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed prior to the fall. They were naked and they weren't ashamed. Remember, creation was cursed with the fall of man. What did he say when God was looking for him in the garden? He said, Adam, where you at? Huh? Because I hid myself. Where you at? Well, I hid myself. Why did you hide yourself? What did he say? Because I'm naked. Who told you you was naked? That's the question he asked. Who told you you was naked? See, that means that the whole 
world eagerly waits for the manifestation or revealing of the true nature of the sons of God. A nature we begin with the renewing of our mind through repentance. See, Hebrews chapter 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the what? Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So guess what that means? Faith has two things, evidence and substance. That means it's tangible. It's something that you can see. But now watch this. You're talking about faith, which Matthew 6 and 33, when it says, uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Incorrectly, people will look for the added unto you, which means they want more of, of what they have. They want more. They don't look at that scripture as being uh, 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 um, uh, coming off of a narrative of a lack of faith. They don't see it that way because of improper use and thoughts of authority. <clears throat> see, when you exercise authority correctly, you don't desire more power. God gives you the right to use his, which is in Jesus' name. But see, we use in Jesus' name at the end of the, the, the prayer, but in all actuality, we're supposed to use it in front of the prayer. You know why? Because remember we studied out in Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name means God, see Christ, and not me. Lord, when you look at this sinner, I don't want you to see me. See Christ. That's what in Jesus' name, in fact, would, would admit. But when we look at this, and all the nature, because when the sons of God are revealed, revealed means released, free from the curse, brought about from sin, because when the sons of God are revealed, so too will creation be released from the curse of sin. Can you imagine how glorious that is? Now let's go back to the scripture again. It says, for the earnest, verse 19, Romans 8, 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious freedom of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together till now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, Even when we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adaption to wit, the redemption of our body. But we are saved by hope. But hope is seen. It's not hope. Wait a minute. We're getting somewhere. Let me read that again. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is 
seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why do he hope for it? Come on now. So all of this now philosophies, if you have it now, what are you hoping for? Nothing. You already got it. What are you hoping for? But if we hope for that we are not seen, then we patiently wait for it. This is good stuff. <clears throat> See, what we have to understand is while we tend to blame God for the way things happen on the earth, we have to take the brunt of the responsibility because the world is in chaos because of us, not because of God. But we also have the tendency to want to steal the glory of God for ourselves. We want to steal the glory of Christ. We want to take from him. What, what would be the purpose for Christ to come back if all these things waited on us? You see what I'm saying? Why would Jesus even return? Why would he even need to return? If it's just based on us, us getting the understanding and then changing things the way we want it to be. Why would Jesus need to come back? He wouldn't. So while we still have the tendency to steal the glory of God, some have been taught that we hold the key for the return of Christ, meaning that we must line up in order for Jesus to return. When I posted this on Facebook, I posted a chart I posted a chart, and I hope people go on Facebook and actually look at this chart that I posted. The chart that I posted shows uh, the timeline of religion. It shows the timeline of religion. But it starts out with Jesus. It starts out with Christ, and then it branches off. It says about 30 AD, and you got the church, and then you got this box, this one box at the top of the page, and then off that box you got all these things, these arrows, and I posted and said, is this not disturbing to anybody but me? And the reason why I ask is that disturbing to anybody but me, because looking at this is disturbing because it shows how everybody walked away from the truth. They walked away once Jesus died, not everybody. Few people held the doctrine of the kingdom of God. And today, few people hold the kingdom of God. Few people hold it. But when you look at the chart, you'll see it breaking off into Roman Catholics, Orthodox. You'll see it breaking off in Lutheranism. You'll see it breaking off in the holiness. You'll see it breaking off in the faith movements, you'll, you'll, the New Age movements. You'll see it breaking off into Pentecostal. You'll see it breaking in all these are break-offs. Make no mistake about it. These are break-offs, even 
some of the doctrines that people teach and, and proclaim him to be the kingdom of God is a break off of something else. So, so what we in fact, let me show you some of these I've been. Okay, you got the Church of God in Christ, which is a break off of a break off of a break off of a break off. And then off the, out of that, it broke off into uh, assemblies of God and uh, Calvary and and Vineyard and Potter's House and and all these other breakoffs of the breakoffs of the breakoffs. So all these things are broken off because something about the truth just didn't settle well with them. So they started their own. We don't agree with that. We don't agree with that one, but we uh, we, we, we we agree with most of it, but not all of it. So we're going to go our own way. So that, that, that chart is disturbing to me because it shows us walking away like we did in the Garden of Eden. Walking away from the truth. Now, 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 now Romans chapter 8, 18 to 25, it shows us the vanity in us to want to steal the glory of God for ourselves to be God. That's what it shows. We want to be God. We want people to worship us, holler our name, call us. The Bible talks about the scribes and Pharisees when they did that. We believe that when the sons of God or the sons realize their potential dominion and authority, the world will be transformed and subject to us. That's what we believe. And they believed it back then too. Remember the scripture last week when we were talking about how um, Jesus fed the 5,000 and then when they, when Jesus perceived that they were going to force him to be king, he ran up into the mountains and hid himself away from them. Because they're going to force Jesus to be king. That's what we're doing now. We force Jesus to be our king, and Christ is running from us. But we think he's right there. But they thought the same thing back then. Jesus said, I didn't come to give you that kind of a kingdom. I didn't come to give you that kind of power. These are scriptures. This is what Jesus said. My kingdom come not with observation. You can't say low here or low there for the kingdom of God is within you. Why do we continue to keep building something we can see? Even when Romans chapter 8, verse 24 says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is not seen. Hope that is seen is not hope. Hope that is seen is not hope.
the earth. We gave it over to Satan. And it's only to be broken forever by the return of Christ. We still got some power, though. We still have some. See, you got to look at what what they what 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 Satan it, it, it did. You know, it's, it's 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 like this. In John chapter fourteen and thirty, Satan is called the ruler of this world. Jesus said, "I will I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world comes, and he has no claim on me." That's Jesus. John chapter 12, 31. Now the judgment of this world, now with the ruler of this world, be cast out. John sixteen eleven, Concerning judgment because the ruler of this world. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. As, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those that are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Ephesians chapter 2 and 2. In what you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now work in the sons of disobedience. Colossians 1 and 13. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear beloved son. The enemy is the enemy of truth. He hates it. He don't want you to see that. He would rather have you in his dominion. Matthew 13, 24 to 30. He says, He put another parable before them, saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while the men were sleeping, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then also the weeds appeared also. And a servant unto the master of the house came and said unto him, Master, did you not know, um, did you not sow good seed in your field? Then how does it have weeds? And he said the, the, uh, to them, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, no. Least in the gathering of the weeds you root up the wheat among them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. At the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first, bind them in a bundle to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. That means in this world, you got good and evil, and it's growing together. Sometimes it grows in your own household. But it's, they grow together. But what ends up happening, when judgment comes, the weeds are thrown in the fire. See, Satan still has some authority. Read Job. Read Jude. There is some authority that Satan has here. See, we believe that we can bind up everything and not really read the Bible, knowing exactly what we have authority over. Satan has some authority here because we forfeited it. But now, being a son of God, 
That means we were delivered and translated into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We mean, guess what? We don't have to live in sin. While we'll die naturally, spiritually we won't. This is good. See, in this scripture, means we wait for God's timing to take place. When it comes to the final revealing or manifestation of ourselves. No amount of spirituality or obedience is going to transform you before that time. The only transformation that you experience now is with a renewing of your mind. And death by no means hurts you. Does not the Bible say that Jesus took the sting out of death? That means we won't die spiritually. Naturally, you're gone. So we have to understand that there's been too much distortion of the gospel. Too much distortion. For years I've been declaring that there's too much focus on self. Self, self, self. We we preach about self. We teach about self. We got all this authority. We have all this stuff. We're talking about self. We're not taking us out of the picture. Focusing on self creates gods among men. Separating themselves from everybody else and that they're somehow better, somehow more perfect, somehow more privileged than the rest. We need to understand that while the kingdom of God is inclusive, meaning it has room for everyone, it's not exclusive to a selected few. Just few understand and truly want it. If we believe that the kingdom can come to everyone, then we also need to understand this. Understand that everyone can partake in the gospel Christ preached but many are not willing or able to see the message. Second Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. I'm realizing more and more that it's not that they don't love God, they just don't know God. So the question I'm asking today, do you know God? Do you know him? Do you know who Christ is? Or are you just going off of of, uh, um, of the Christ that somebody else says? Remember the, the, the seven sons of Sceva? They tried to cast out a demon by the Jesus Christ that Paul knew. So we cast you out by the Jesus Christ that Paul knows. And the demon jumped on them, made them go crazy, strip off all their clothes, and run down the street. That's the seven sons of Sceva in the Bible. Do you know God or do you know Christ? Because you have to know him to understand him. You have to know the message that he preached. You have to know what is his. you got to know what that treasure is. 
You got to know what that is. Oh, this is good. This is good. I don't want to stop, but I have to. Well, I don't have to, but for time's sake. See, we got to understand that there's a difference in the Bible. There's a difference in preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, which is everything that Jesus said, versus preaching a message about God. You, when you understand the kingdom of God, you, you're picking up the gospel that he preached himself. Somebody asked a question today, was talking about these apostles and, and how they wasn't validated and all these things like that. So I had to make a comment. I said, if you don't know the gospel of the kingdom of God, the message that Jesus preached, then you shouldn't even be preaching and teaching, period. Because all you're doing is fooling people. It sounds good. makes people excited. It makes people hopeful in something that they can see. New house, new car, money. You can see that. But can people see spirituality? They can feel it. But they can't see it. Spirituality is not dressed up walking in the marketplace being holier than thou. God bless you, my son. God bless you. It's not spirituality. It's religion. Ah, this is good stuff. I hate to end it. But I'm going to have to end it so we can pick up for next week. Um, What we're going to talk about next week is we're going to define the difference between riches and wealth. Biblically, there's a difference. Wealth means one thing and riches mean another. And I pulled up a bunch of scriptures. I had time. You know, while I was doing the wedding thing and all that other stuff. Um, but there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. There's a difference. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for everything that you have given us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, because you have truly given us a a chance to understand you. You have opened up your arms and your heart. You have given us a way back, Lord God. A way back to you after we turned our back on you. After we deceived you. After we were disobedient. After we gave away our birthright to Satan. That you still found it in your heart to send your son to die for our sins so that we can Become the sons of God. Father, we thank you for everything. And we thank you because you have transformed us and translated us into the kingdom of your dear son. And we love you. And we thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you all. Have a great evening. Do you mind if I testify and tell you of the goodness of my Lord? 
share some of what he's done for me, how he's opened up so many doors. You may look at me from the outside and think I got here on my own, but there's no way that you could ever know how much grace and mercy I've been shown. If you look into my eyes, you see Life is trying to get the best of me But I know the giver of life personally He's the reason that I sing His name Jesus And He loves me And I know this Cause He died for me And He rescued me There's no greater love in the world His name is Jesus Yes, He loves me And I know this Cause He said it to me When He rescued me There's no greater love in the world Oh me through the mistakes that I made. I just don't know where I would be. Oh, you show me so much favor. And now I understand amazing grace. Through all of the pain, all of the shame, I realize there is nothing that could take your place. Of life personally, he's the reason. 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.